big day for a podcast. Huge day just for content in general, because I hear that a certain VTuber is getting a new model. That's true. <laughs> I'm watching. I was watching that for the stream. You're picking on me today. That's I fine. Am. That's fine. Well, uh, let's get this over with as fast as we can, and then you can go back to admiring a new model of a whatever a VTuber is. That's right. Um, What are we doing today? Oh, the Great Bay. The Great Bay, the extra stuff after we did all the Critical Path and the dungeon. There's a bunch of extra stuff, because the Critical Path was very meaty, and we didn't actually talk about the Great Bay all that much. Uh, Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I, I have my notes arranged from north to south. Interesting. Okay. Because there's kind of less there, and then we can... All the stuff at the south lumps together. So up north, in like the north like bay part of the Great Bay, I guess. I guess the whole thing is a bay. I, geography terms. Apparently I don't re- recall them as well it's as I thought. It's a bay, but it's divided into several sub-bays. It's, Everything can be divided into sub things. Okay, well, this, in this first sub bay, uh, it has some stuff along the cliff I want to talk about. Where there's a heart container here, or heart, or a heart piece here that I never got the first time I played the game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that a weird one involves like scaling a bunch of. We might have talked to us about this the other on the other episode. Now that I think about it, but. Uh, I'm going to talk about it we again. We almost talked about it at some point because, yeah, you have to get on top of some little cliffs and you need a uh, magic bean for that, right? It's, yeah, it involves like a magic bean and the hook shot and the scarecrow song to like yeah. do some like N64 platforming to get to the spot where the heart container is or the heart piece is. It's, uh, an obscure one yeah and i just never bothered to get it the first time i played the game or didn't know it was there or didn't care i don't know which yeah that one and the uh scarecrow one in uh snowhead kind of both are like oh i can see that but i can't see how i'm supposed to get there so i'm not gonna worry about it i think somehow though like by the time when i'm still back in the snowhead area i'm still thinking about how i need hearts but by the time i get here Less important. Sure. I do want to mention this little cove is very cool and pretty, and it has a bunch of like-likes, and I really like them being here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about the same thing. It's like, like yeah, go ahead. Like-likes were not explicitly aquatic creatures in previous games. Not at all. I think they were mostly, if anything, they were associated with sand and deserts, right? No, no. Um, okay, I wonder where I'm getting that idea. They're, like, they show up only in dungeons in LOZ. Okay. They don't come back till Ocarina of Time, where they're just in dungeons as well. What? They're in Link's Awakening. Oh, I'm sorry. They are in Link's Awakening. My, my apologies. Um, uh, I could have sworn they were in Link to the Past, but I guess no. Not. Link to the Past has a different shield-eating guy named mm. Piggy, who's like a plant. A lot of weird plant monsters in Link to the Past. So in Ocarina of Time, yeah, they're. Uh, I remember them mostly in the Fire Temple. I'm sure yeah. they're in other places. But like, 
So in my mind, they're just very much like a dungeon creature. Sure. In the same but way, but here that, they end yeah. up in the water on the beach in the bay, and you realize that these things are basically mollusks and have been all along. Yeah. That's the way they're animated on the N64. They've got to be mollusks. So, of course, they would be in the ocean. It rules. It's perfect. I love that they're just here thriving. Eating shields. Eating shields. They love that. It's cool. I really like that touch. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool way to, again, use stuff from Ocarina of Time and, like, repurpose it in fun ways. There's a mini game over here. Oh, yeah. Where the fisherman who complained about not being able to fish forever and ever and ever, mm -hmm. finally given the opportunity to fish again, says, ah, I'm going to run a minigame instead. And getting to the minigame is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. You have to get on board this little speedboat, or like a little motorboat, and then you have to hookshot your way from a moving vantage onto, like this island with the uh, convenient palm tree but like this sucks the physics of how shooting with a hookshot from something that's moving at a stationary target well nobody knows how that works in real life but in this game however they think it's supposed to work they can't make it work exactly that way you have to shoot at the tree. You can't like shoot at where it's going to be, right? You have to shoot at where it is. And then you and the hookshot will move along. But for physics purposes, it hits the spot where it would have hit based on where you shot it originally. Am I right about this? I think so. Yeah, it's it's not. It's real easy to miss your chance because you don't have much of a chance to do this before yeah. the boat departs that spot and it doesn't look like it works the way it works it's but then you silly. get onto there and you talk to the fisherman and he's like yeah i've got a mini game for you <laughs> yeah that's his tone of voice and it's not a very good mini game <laughs> no it's not uh they were... you jump back and forth you jump to the whatever tiny island has the flaming torch on it and if you fall in the water you lose and the challenge, the problem is that all the challenge is in running the right way and like outmaneuvering the camera, basically, right? It's basically, yeah, the challenge is just to stay moving the whole time and don't fall and you'll hit the, the necessary amount of points, like no problem. Um, but if it, you are running at the wrong angle... You'll fall off. Yeah. The, the the key is to just always go back to the center platform first. Oh, of course. Um, And uh, don't miss. I think that the uh, 3DS version might fix the camera to make the whole thing less unbearable. I have not read about this. Um, I have not seen the patch notes for the restoration patch that says and we messed up the camera in that mini game to make it as hard as it's supposed to be there you go uh but i i feel like that's what they did yeah because is... i in in 3ds is not as frustrating as it is or as i remember it being on n64 yeah this is just not a very fun mini game 
Yeah. But they can't all be bombshoe bowling. They can't all be the baseball from Link Between Worlds. I, is it just that the good mini games or mini games that could be spun off into full games? Is that what it is? I think that's backwards reasoning. I think they could be spun off because they're good mini games. Okay. If we agree with each other in opposite directions. Um, what mini games do I like? And what's the next thing on your list? I do want to just mention that this whole thing, I'm thinking, talking about the boat, makes this feel very Mario Sunshine to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which this whole, I guess, because it's ocean, my head is now thinking of this place in terms of, like, a GameCube thing. I don't know. Interesting, yeah. It's it's a it's a minigame on an island that you have to deal with boats. Huh. Something to it. No, not really. That's, like, only half of a thought. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go over to, oh, the research lab, just real quick. There's another heart piece we can get here by feeding fish to fish. Oh, this is a good one. There's like a, uh, uh like another fish tank in, in addition to the one that the Zora eggs go into. Mm-hmm. And there's two polygonal, like piranha looking fish in there. And you can drop like fish that you catch in a bottle into there and it'll like feed them to the other fish and they keep getting bigger, which is cool. Uh, I love that there is a use for the fish that you can catch because it feels like, I don't remember what you use those fish for in Ocarina of Time. Do you? You have to give a fish to Jabu Jabu to open Jabu Jabu. That's right. And that's, that's right. It? And you can sell them. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's the the bottles in these games, and the way you can put so many different things in the bottles. It's one of the few opportunities for a system that has a certain kind of robustness without being critical to gameplay. You know what I mean? I think so. Like in games where you can, like scanning stuff in Metroid Prime. Um, you normally, like, I guess it's a different kind of example because there are a lot of situations where you need to scan stuff, but you can always scan stuff that has nothing to do with your goal and doesn't contribute to 100%ing. It just tells you a little bit of stuff about the world and it makes your experience richer, even though it's not part of the actual, the actual gameplay, so to speak, right? It's, It's texture, Yes, that, that, that aids that, that makes the experiment the experience better. And being able to pick up goofy stuff in these bottles is cool. Having like uh, you have bottles that are nominally for potions and fairies, but you can get bugs and fish and just water, and it's just you know more a similar kind of texture. I think. Yeah. And then you find cute ways to use it, and this is good. You you have to get good thing you got a bunch of bottles for the main quest here, because now you're gonna fill all those bottles with fish. You're gonna feed them to these really jinky looking big, scary carnivorous fish, and I believe that the way to finish this 
quest is to feed one of the two fish enough that it gets big enough to eat the other, right? It, eventually, it just happens that way automatically because okay. there's not really a way to... It's not like if I put the fish on this side, this fish will get it, or if I put the fish on this side, this fish will get it. I always feel like, and if they're faking this, then they do a good job. It feels like it's down to, you know, the physics, which fish the fish I'm dropping lands on, and then that fish's size will go up one. And then when one or the other hits a certain threshold, and you just have to hope that you're feeding one more than the other so that you can it'll eat the other sooner you know what i mean i think you're right i think it is random which one gets it but eventually okay. a number is just reached and one will eat the other yeah yeah uh, and be because it's so happy that you let it eat its brother it gives you a piece of heart yeah uh, i tried and for the record you cannot feed zora eggs to these fish ah because if I had, had I had I come to record this and thought about that, I would have been mad that I never checked. So I made sure to check. Uh, good job, I guess, you psychopath. Yeah. Uh, speaking of psychopaths, Tingle is here. Oh yeah. If we didn't mention him, is what my notes say. Um, he's here to be a platform for, like, Marth to jump around on. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that means he can never be playable in Smash because he's part of a stage. Well, no, then just he has the. What's the what's the joke? Because they have um, the spirit tracks level that has Toon Link in the background. But if Toon Link is fighting um, Toon Link's like fellow conductor shows up. Okay, so they'll get knuckle or ankle to be. Okay. David Jr. shows up and uh, takes care of it for you. That's that that works for me. Okay. Playable tingle in Smash. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) That's outside of the scope of this podcast, but I really hope they do something with Smash as a property that's not another like Smash game. Oh. Well, you just. Let's do a podcast about that. I don't know. I almost. I thought about doing a Smash Brothers podcast and decided I'm not equipped well enough to talk about, like, the entire breadth of that, video games. Oh my gosh. No, I I wouldn't. I don't want to hear a Smash Brothers podcast. Yeah. I do want to hear you talk about your idea for a weird Smash spinoff. I don't even know what it would be necessarily because, like... I gotcha game. But, may, like, had you asked TCG. me, like, years ago, I would have pitched, like, a different thing because it's... It, it's you know, they're going to chase some trend with it. And I don't know what trend it will end up being. Maybe? Who knows? But they have, like, they put the work into, like, building the relationships with these other companies and determining what is, like, the Nintendo canon in a way that mm. feels like they should probably just leverage that and make other games out of that because they're not going to get Sakurai back there. He's got a YouTube channel now. It's over. Yeah, he's making so much money from that YouTube channel. He has no reason to make more games. Yeah. Um, he got the silver trophies and he can just melt those down and then use the silver to feed his adorable cat. Let's Did go. Do you want to talk more about Zelda? Let's go to the Zora Cape, which is like the southern portion of the Great Bay Area. Sure. 
Um, there's a bunch of stuff here to talk about that we went over that we skipped over, like the pot breaking game. Hey, let back up. Okay, pot breaking game. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, I hate this. I don't like any of these. Main it's games. fine. I just don't understand. Like, so for the listener who hasn't played Majora's Mask but is listening to this podcast, there are some Zora that have like a stall on the beach with. Five just like pots like you see everywhere else in the game arranged on little pedestals. And the challenge for you, Zora Link, uh, is to use your boomerang fins to destroy them all at once. And it's not that hard once you watch a YouTube video that shows you how to do it. I've never watched a YouTube video that shows me how to do it. I just try to do it myself and it's hard and it's inconvenient. And it's I, I don't feel like I'm having fun. <laughs> you can also use a uh, a powder keg. Oh, well, I like that. Um, Do they have a reaction when you use a powder keg? I forget. Oh, I, I don't think anything too appreciable. OK. Um, But you don't get a very good reward. It's just some rupees. Like there's yeah, no I guess. But yeah. Here's the thing, is this one, this minigame, for whatever reason, shows up in the Bomber's Notebook. Oh, yeah, it shows up in the the 3DS Bomber's Notebook because that one is trying to have all minigames in it. I don't think it has, like, the the island jumping minigame. That's not in there. I'm pretty sure it does. Does it? How fast can I open my 3DS while I talk about other okay. stuff? Dun, dun, dun. Don't, While I talk don't, about don't. other stuff, because we can keep going now. Yeah, we have to keep on talking about other stuff so, so there's that a, there's no dead air on the podcast. There's a cool little river that goes up to some cliffs, and there's a waterfall. At the bottom of that waterfall is one of our friends, the Like Likes. Mm-hmm. Only that guy's got a, a freshwater Like Like, I guess. I, I guess. What if they just like the water? What if like they're not actually aquatic, but they just like have always wanted to be in water um yeah that might be it i think that what they've hinted at in most games is that like likes have deep desires that they're you know they're trying to get to somewhere um but they're stymied by their lack of mobility and keep on getting stabbed by swords yet and yet it's shields that they hate the most or do they? Well, love have them? you tried to eat a sword? Or do they love them the most? Well, shields remind because the Hylian shield is blue. It reminds them of the water that they love so much. They think they're drinking the shield. I suppose you're right. There are a lot of these uh, mini games that are in this notebook. I'm looking to see if the Fisherman's minigame is here, but I don't see it just yet. I actually don't like this about the Bomber's Notebook in the 3DS version making all the mini games into bomber's notebook entries oh yeah it's here okay because it robs all of those little mini games of their feeling of being little things out in the world yeah now they're all codified as like stuff to check off of a list and i liked the bomber's notebook as a log of tracking people's activities right yes Tracking people's activities and helping people. Yeah. The bombers are not about 100%ing the minigames. They're about making people happy. 
and bombs and justice reason. justice absolutely uh let's go up the waterfall and talk about some beavers let's talk about going up the waterfall you have to hookshot your way up going back and forth on all these cliffs it's awesome it's good i it's love cool. that it's sequence it's a cool but environment then you get to the top and you're in this very pretty place that you will come to despise because there's a big pool you swim down to the bottom of the pool where there is a beaver with a propeller tail and you talk to the beaver and like it, they do the mini game person thing of or side quest person thing of oh do you want that thing that i have well you're gonna have to beat me for it and you say i didn't say anything i'm just trying to figure out what's going on I swam after you because the camera focused on you, made you look like something I'm supposed to do something with. And the beaver says, that's right, you've got to race me. So it's time for the beaver race. I think they do hint that there is a bottle up here. Somebody tells you somewhere along the line, but... Could be, yeah, that makes but, sense. Uh, but no, this 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 beaver wants to race you really bad. And it's... I realized that... Um. This is like the Zora version of the Goron racing minigame, which is the Goron version of the Deku Shrine. If we imagine that you're supposed to navigate the Deku Shrine as Deku Link. Sure. Yeah. And Link will have his own version of this later on, but it's a secret. Oh. Yeah. Um. And it's not what you're thinking. I bet it's what I'm thinking, but we'll get to that later. Of course you think it's what you're thinking. Oh, so the, okay, because we have the same brain. That's right. You and yourself have the same brain? So, the beavers. We gotta race them. It's kind of whatever. Um, this is where the differences in the swimming are most uh, pronounced. Yes. Where in the 64 version, you just go full speed and have, like, a pretty mediocre time with it. You have to, you have to, specifically, you're following this beaver and you're trying to, like, go through rings, right? Yeah, gotta go through those rings. But in this, in the uh, 3DS version, because you have to constantly use electricity, which costs magic... To go fast, you have to make sure you're doing this while hitting the pots to keep your magic up. Yep. Yep. And if that was bad enough, you beat it once, and oh, then yeah. the beaver's brother shows up. Mm-hmm. And says, no, you have to beat me instead. And so you play the same race again, but slightly harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not very fun. It's pretty. I love the design of the racetrack, uh, but it, it, the gameplay is not enjoyable. Yeah. I get why they do it, but also it's like, eh. not. I don't look forward to doing this part of the game. Yeah, it could just be shorter, you know? It could be two different tracks. At least that would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Or they could have you do it backwards. Mirror like in Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. But they don't. And also you have to do this whole thing again to get a heart piece. 
Oh yeah. Yep. It's so, too bad because and, and the beavers are cool looking guys. They're weirdos. They're pretty great actually. They come out of nowhere. They don't look like anyone else in Zelda. Certainly no, nobody else in Ocarina of Time. I don't think beavers um, have shown up anywhere else in Zelda. Yeah. They're they're just these weird guys. Uh you know, I love everything about it except playing the game. That's right. <laughs> And you get a bottle, like, the bottle is important for the main quest, as we've said. So, it, it, it you're strongly encouraged to endure this quest. Yeah. Uh, so, I give the beavers a C-. And then I jump off the waterfall and take the little stream down to... Uh, or wait, what are we talking about next? I guess there's we've a got a things. couple more things before we get to Zora Hall itself. We've got to okay. talk about the great fairy of courage who we forgot to talk about in the last oh, episode. Yeah. Sure, sure. Who is chilling in a cave nearby? Yeah, she will double your hearts for getting back all the stray fairies. That seems like something that should happen later in the game, isn't it? Usually, like. Right before the final dungeon that you get to double your hearts? Well, I mean, yeah. So that happens in Ocarina of Time. It's like one of the last things you get in Ocarina of Time. But it's, like, I think it's one of the last things you get in um, Link Between Worlds. Does Can Link you get double hearts in Link to the Past? I don't even remember. Well, no, because in those games, you just get armor. Oh, yeah. But right. then, well, wait, Link Between Worlds. Yeah, so I'm thinking about the extra armor that's in the final dungeon in Link Between Worlds. And same basic thing with Link to the Past is that they effectively double your health. But Link to the Past has another armor that's earlier than that. Yes. So they just stopped doing armor. Well, they they, uh, they started using the armor for other purposes, right? You got the water yeah. armor, the fire armor... And they kind of the carry that. armor. I, I wish. Ooh. Well, then play Breath of the Wild. I will. Wait, no, I won't. <laughs> um, Maybe I will. What if I, right, what if I start playing Breath of the Wild again? <laughs> don't you have other stuff you're supposed to be doing? I have so many other things I should be doing, but what if I did that instead? Paying attention to VTubers and their models. That's right. Uh, I could, I could multitask. That poor VTuber is going to be saying, Zach, Zach. Look at my model. You can't see how I'm moving, but it's very funny. I bet it and, is. Um, you know, you can't notice because you're too busy playing Breath of the Wild. What I, other games do I you get do the both. double hearts in? I feel like this is in every Zelda game, and I can't think of any. I don't think it is. Um, wow. Does Wind Waker have double hearts? Heck. Well, never mind. We'll have to investigate. Uh, there's one other thing on the cliffs over here that's not in the 64 version. But is here in the 3DS version. There's the other fishing hole. Oh yeah. So I did play a lot of the swamp fishing hole, uh, just to get a good feel of that. I did not play hardly any of the ocean fishing hole because I wasn't having fun with the swamp one, so I figured I wouldn't bother with this one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it is very pretty. They made a cool environment. Uh, one second. That's like half of what you need for a good fishing game, I think. 
I don't know if I've said this before, but all I want out of fishing games is to walk around a space where fishing can happen, but I just, you know, get to choose, I get to wear a cool shirt and ride around on a bicycle and not really actually worry about being good at fishing. And that's why my favorite fishing game was Fishing Resort on the Wii. And my second favorite fishing game is Ryan Veter's Authentic Fly Fishing, which you can play online at rcveter.net slash fly fishing. It's cool. It's a cool game. It's uh, a cool game. Did you look at that game? I think I told you about it. The Mysteries of Lake Ophelia. This isn't ringing a bell. Hold on. It's like, I think it's, I think it's Mysteries on or Mysteries of Lake Ophelia. Oh, and this is the one that's like, there is a like Lovecraft a six, thing. Well, it's a 64 aesthetic thing and you have to catch a bunch of different fish and it's very simple. I just didn't like, spoilers for the ending of that game. There's kind of a weirdo, like. Is it the Lovecraft thing or not? At the very, very end, the last thing that happens is you cast down into, like, a deep pit, and it turns into, like, a Lovecraft thing at the very end. Okay. Which I didn't care for that much, but the game is really cute and cool, and now they're making a Zelda, like, a 64 Zelda clone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm there. People are doing that work now, and I'm very excited about getting to play a lot of, like, indie Zelda 64 ripoffs. I need someone who's good at making 64 games to help me make Crocodracula 64. You heard him, people. Call me. At me. At him. Um, is there anything more noteworthy? There's a bunch of really cool fish. Yeah, the fish look cool. Uh, you can catch a skullfish here. That's where they come from. Cool. That's it. Uh, we should go inside of the Zora Hall. Let, before we go inside, this is what I thought you were skipping. Um... To enter Zora Hall, we have to go underwater and then enter a catfish's maw. Yeah. So it's friggin' catfish's maw. It's here. Uh, which I think it would be cool if, uh, it's kind of late for it now, but what if catfish's maw became like a archetype of dungeon the way Turtle Rock is? I'd be down. I love like that. We open small. up Breath of the Wild 2 and we just, you know, because they add a bunch of swimming stuff to Breath of the Wild 2. We <gasps> go underneath something and we find out that a catfish's maw is down there. Works for me. I do want to say I never used this entrance and forgot it was there. Oh, yeah? Because I you always, always go around the back? There's a back entrance. You can just go to like this little back platform where the turtle's hanging out and Lulu's looking distressed. Yep. Uh, I just go back there every time. Uh, so this is where the Zora mostly hang out in Termina. It's not yes. like a house. It's just like a, I guess people live here, right? Yeah, like the band lives here. The band lives here, but we're not led to believe that it is a town, even though it looks almost exactly like the Zora kingdom in Ocarina of Time. Mm. Um, we're supposed to think that this is a venue, um, and there's like a mini game or a mini game, a side quest to like turn on the lights with your fire arrows. Yeah, you got to get the lighting right. There's a sound check mini game, or no, it's not oh, even a mini game. It's not even mini game. It's just you can do a sound check. Yeah. Um, there's there's a shop. Yeah. 
Okay, tell me about the shop. It's it's another cool shop. It's not as cool as the Goron one, but it's pretty cool. It's like a shipwrecked cove where, like, this Zora is set up on... I'm going to pull it up so I can paint you a picture. I'm going to pull it up so I can look at that instead of listening to you describe it. <laughs> Poorly. L- listener... You pay attention to Zach because I'm busy looking this up on noclip.website. Where is it? Where so it's like at? a sandy shore looking onto like an underwater cave that has just a bunch of shipwrecked like parts of a ship. And like the items for sale are strewn over some like netting. It's sick. It's cool. Um, is it on noclip listed under Zora Zora Band, Band Rooms? Rooms. Okay, because it's Which one of is, the sub maps of Zora Hall. I guess the, the unseen Zora. The, maybe this guy's with the band. What if he's their 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 merch guy? He may in fact be their merch guy. No, I don't think that's what's going on. Maybe he. What if he's like a guy that is like hangs out with the band and feels like he's part of the band, but like band does not know his name. Uh, that is probably what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a, an underwater cave. There's like water coming into here from parts unknown. And uh, then the shipwreck and the guy is like making some some money off of the stuff from the shipwreck, I guess. Okay, uh, we should go through each of these rooms, but I'm going to call them out from the outside because uh, on behind like the stage, like there's a big like clamshell stage where the band plays and behind that are a series of rooms that are like the band members individual rooms and each room has a cool decoration on the door that is like present in the 64 version but they made them way more ostentatious in the uh 3ds version okay man lay it on me uh who's first is this macau and tijo's room first I thought I had these what, listed out, but apparently I don't. That's fine. What's on the What's on the outside? What's it's a bunch of seashells. Seashells on the farm, the leftmost one. Oh no! Hold on. No, leftmost one is uh. Leftmost one is Lulu. That's why. That's I... Lulu's. So I'm starting at the right and working my way over. Okay. Yeah, I, I okay. I, I did this correctly. Yeah, the rightmost one, seashells. That's where okay. Macau and Tijo hang out. All right. And their room does not have... I thought the motifs on the doors were going to match up with the interiors of the rooms, but no dice. No. Um, yeah, Mikau and Tijo share a room. Mikau has the top bunk. Tijo is a big guy. Uh, he is more suited to the bottom bunk. You can hookshot up to Mikau's bunk. I don't know how Mikau gets there on his own. And read his journal. He has an anglerfish lamp on his desk, which is similar to an anglerfish lamp that I made in real life. Um, and there's also a bunch of fish skeletons around, which match up with how Mikau's, uh, I was going to say his sword, but his axe is a fish skeleton. Uh, Tijo, the drummer, is here. Uh, like a lot of the band members we're going to meet here in a second, he's uh, jamming out to a classic Zelda tune. Uh, but he's on the drums. How can you tell what classic Zelda tune it is? So I, when I like first played this, couldn't figure out what it was until I looked it up. Okay. And it's the drum part of the Link to the Past cave theme. Aha. Uh-huh. The taka 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 taka. Yeah. 
which is a clever way to do that. Definitely. Uh, the next room in the Octorok-shaped door is Joppas, the bassist. And this room is maybe the best one. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Joppas. He is a... Uh, his Zora fins go over his head uh, like a really cool bassist haircut. Um, and he plays a bass that's like a big crab thing. Yeah, I guess it's a crab with one long claw that's the neck of the bass. And he has, his room has a giant crab on the ceiling to match his weapon of choice. It's huge. It's amazing. Oh, he also has an anglerfish light. That's cool. And he has a bunch of, um, like, staff paper that's all ripped up on his floor because he's been struggling to compose something. It's, yeah, part of a quest that we can talk about a little bit here, right? Um, I think this is the first guy to talk to for this quest, yeah. He is trying to find a tune, and you can find, I think it's in Mikhail's journal, where... Oh, yeah. He has, like, hey, I played this note, and then Joppa thought that was cool, so he played this note. Yeah, And so, yeah, like, yeah. you end up getting this combined, like, riff that you have to then go to Joppa's and play along with, right? Well, no, you... you... If you play something with Joppas here, he'll say, like, hey, I'll play this. Now you play something in response. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. what you have to do is read the journal so that you have the exact same jam session that you have had previously. And that, uh, when you do that successfully, you've put together a whole song that's, like, 16 notes long or something. Longer than the, uh, um, any other <laughs> ocarina song. And then you have to do something else with that later, but we can talk to that when we get to it. Um, or although I guess he says we could take this to Evan, but he will be mad if we like. He thinks that he's the only composer for the group, so we can't exactly tell him that we wrote a song without him. Yeah. So Evan. Also, oh, good. Well, also, what is Jappas playing on his bass when he's oh, not jamming? Oh, obviously, him? he's playing the. LOZ dungeon theme yes. which is its classic bass song mm -hmm. uh, okay that's all there is to say about Joppas let's go on to Evan uh, Evan What's... is in a room with a coral designed door and he doesn't really have a coral motif inside his room no uh, he has this really cool like everybody's got a waterfall of some sort but he's got a giant waterfall with a uh what kind of pipe organ is it oh I he's don't got know like enough. all the keyboards and i feel like he also has organ pipes going up around or maybe that's just the decoration around the platform that he's on of all the runes this one looks the least like something that someone lives in and it's more of a phantom of the opera situation this is my brooding area yeah, really. Um, and Evan, he is trying to write something. He, If you come up to him as Mikau and play the song that you worked on with Joppas, he's like, I don't even know what he says because Joppas tells you not to take it to him. But if you play it as someone else, then Evan is like, wait a second. I just wrote an amazing song. <laughs> it's 
very good. It's very good because at first it really is um, communicating or like embodying the kind of artistic experience of musicians who are like, oh, I played this great. We had that great jam session yesterday, but like I can't remember what we played and like. It was awesome. If only we could remember what we played previously, it would be a great song. Like, it kind of feels like what making music is actually like. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then this part with Evan is, you know, still a video gamey approximation, but it kind of feels like the actual social puzzle of how do I get this... How do I work around this guy's ego to get the band to play my song basically right yeah it's an inventive way to use what they've you know set up with this game with having multiple identities uh and with the ocarina and with the ocarina yeah it's it's being able to move information around as a song that you play on an instrument it's fantastic you could replicate this in a like game that didn't have those elements right this this could be in some like rpg the the but song like, is just an inventory item exactly yeah and that's not as fun as like having to learn the notes and play the notes and it's, then switch to a different identity i feel like we introduced this quest in a kind of low-key way it's one of the best parts of this entire game it's really cool and the song you play well yeah the song that you're teaching is the credit song right it's part of the credit song. It's yeah. part of the credit. It's a, it's one of the licks of the credit song. Um, so, so it's you, canon. You helped figure out how how to end the game. Well, yep, 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 yep. Very good. And more fish skeletons in this room. I don't know what the deal is, including one fish skeleton that like I can see it easily in no clip. I don't think you can see it very easily in the game because his keyboard's in front of it. But what kind of skull is this that I'm looking at? It's like. Is that supposed to be a catfish skull with bone whiskers coming out of it? I don't even know. Well, whatever. Let's go on to oh, Lulu's room. Well, before that, he's playing the L.O.Z. Game Over theme. Oh, yeah. Which is a song that doesn't get carried over into Zelda stuff pretty much ever, and I love that song. Um, No, and it, like, it feels like it should because it's so iconic to... Like, everyone who plays <laughs> Legend of Zelda has either died in it or beaten it. Uh, so everyone should know that song, but they don't, they never use it. Yeah, it's it's left out, whereas, like, the main theme and the dungeon theme carry on forever. Yeah. Yep. Lulu's Room. Lulu's Room is not showing up for me on no clip. It's there, but let me, uh, her decoration is a sea star. Her, on her wall is a sea star and then inside it's like there's little gauzy curtains around and it's a girly room i don't know if there's i can't see it on no clip so i can't okay. see if there's a... she's got she's got a phonograph she's got does a nice, she yeah she's it's a phonograph with a seashell like a uh, uh music Are ejector you... what's the part of the phonograph called for the the cone the Cone? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what parts the of phonograph bell. are called. Okay. Um, sure. No, it's not called the bell. The horn. The horn. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, we've already been here in the previous episode to talk about how this place got all cut up. 
Yeah, I can't see any of that. I mean, it's just that there's a there's there's a table that got twain uh, cut in twain and a big. Are there curve. any fish skeletons? Looking, looking, looking. Is no, she's crab? got a lot of sh- she's got a lot of shells. She's got some okay. coral. Uh, more shells, more coral. No, there is a Deku sprout or a Deku scrub here. Or yeah, bear, yeah. Business scrub, rather. I don't know why he's here. It's weird to me that he's here. I think it's just funny to like to have him in here instead of somewhere like out in a normal place. Um, I guess possibly to uh to like cut the tension of this kind of stressful storyline the whole collecting the eggs and finding out about this uh trauma that uh, lulu has endured could be too heavy and so then maybe they thought we'll put a stupid npc in here who like tries to sell you stuff and that'll be we also i guess uh the other thing is Outside Lulu's door, there's a Zora who's, like, trying to stalk her or something. Yeah. But you scare him away. You do scare him away, because he's like, oh, no, it's you. <laughs> we thought you was dead. We thought you dead. Uh, there's one final thing that I can think of in, to talk about in the Zora Hall, and that's after you beat the dungeon, and Lulu's voice is restored, and the band is stopped, like, you know, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can come here and do a cutscene where you rehearse the credit song. Okay. But do you have to do the quest of, like, composing the credit song first? I th- guess I don't know, because I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. I can imagine that that's a thing where they didn't implement it that way, and you can just go do this thing. Well, I can imagine, I mean, maybe the text dump will yield some... Uh, answers but it, like it sh- seems like it should be easy enough to say lulu is there after you beat the dungeon and if you finish the side quest then she says let's rehearse and if you haven't finished the side quest she says well it sounds like everyone's working hard on composing songs even though okay. i just got back or i guess like they weren't supposed to know that she lost her place but uh, if i search the text dump for a rehearse um uh, I've put you through some horrible experiences, Mikhail, but I'm all better now. Well, the town's concert is very soon. Let's start our rehearsal. It's, I mean, like, I can't tell from looking at the text book, but it could be that if you finish the, the side quest, then she keeps talking and she says, well, the town's concert is soon. Let's start rehearsing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's very important to find out. And on a future episode, we will reveal the truth. Oh, you heard him. We, we we did leave one thing out. What did we leave out, Zach? Uh, the best thing. We already did the music composing storyline. No, so better than that. Better than that. Uh, but maybe we should talk about it next time. Oh.